Hey, hey, welcome to the Sounds on Vinyl Show. This week we have Mars, Weed, and Vampires in the news. We have a warning for real this time. We didn't get to it last week, but this week we've got a warning and all kinds of other cool stuff on this episode of Sounds on Vinyl. We'll be right back to make your ears bleed. Hey, my name, as always, is Phil Boyer. And before I get to my co-host, we are recording this on the day after Halloween. And if you're a longtime listener to this show, you know that I live in a haunted house. So today, when I was setting up for the show, I noticed something odd. So yesterday on Halloween... We rearranged our liquor cabinet. We have several bars in the house, right? A lot of them are prop bars, like where I'm at right now is a studio. And on the opposite wall, if you've seen the show before, you've seen the the prop bar that we have set up. Well, we moving stuff around and we put some stuff on that bar. Well, I took everything off of it, except now that some of it is mysteriously moved back all on its own. It was put up in the liquor cabinet upstairs, but now it's back down here. Yes. Oh. Yes. Creepy. Creepy. Oh. There we go. And now. That scared me. (laughs) That scared you? (laughs) Yes, the haunted house. One of many creepy stories. If you've listened to, uh, we did a, a. Christmas show a couple years back and all of a sudden there was the smell of perfume in this very room where we're recording and a little history. We act this room that I'm in right now, the original owner of the house actually made tombstones in this very room. There's actually, there's a door right here and it's got a lock on the outside of it. I don't know if that had to do with protecting the tombstones or keeping something else inside of this room, but there we go. There we go. So a little, a little post Halloween horror for you. Mike's just sitting there and he's like, I don't know what's going on, man. He's like, okay. Okay. And speaking of Mike, my brother (laughs) from another mother, professor, rock star extraordinaire, lead singer of bands past, present and future he probably played in a band in this very room at some point in time oh when yeah. it was a speakeasy back in the 30s or something i don't know oh, yeah. probably not but anyway mike i know you got some records there what's wh- what do you got for us today first of all i, I i'm freaked out right now I, <laughs> I i don't know what to say i mean how do you follow that i mean shit how i i love halloween i mean uh, we're late bloomers here in, in Scandinavia, but but it, we're celebrating uh, f- from the get go. It's called All Hallows Eve, and 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 whatnot. It's uh, more of a, a pagan thing, but but mm-hmm. we tend to follow, uh, yeah, well, the U.S. and and U.K. with the real Halloween, where 
uh, kids demand candy and knock on your door and say trick or treat <laughs> and, and so forth. And it's all in good fun because I because I love it. Uh, I think it's cool that there is a, a holiday like that right before Christmas. It's 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 one of my favorites though. But I mean, shit, you're living it. Damn, <laughs> fucking hell. We got the real thing in this house. You got man. the real thing. I mean, we're yeah. pretending, always pretending over here, and, and you're living it. Jeez. Yeah. Man. Oh, and speaking of living it, I, I live with vinyl records, as you know. You do? Yes. yes. And, I, and today I'm I'm going to start off uh, talking a little bit about reprints of really, really expensive albums. And... Uh, why is that? Well, um, mostly, I mean, we could go back to to the original pressings of of uh, the Black Sabbath, the first Black Sabbath album, original pressing where the Vertigo swirl and, and all of that. Of course, it's going to cost you a lot, but these are newer bands with with. Uh, a huge amount of of streams nowadays and 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 whatnot but their vinyl records they were released between like 19 these particular albums i think 1992 or something like that 93 94 or like let's say the mid 90s up until 2000 where the vinyl record production took a dive because everybody wanted CDs. Mm-hmm. So they didn't make vinyl records like they did when you were, you and I were growing up. So w- with that being said, um, there were some limited edition of, of certain albums that, that uh, got released back in the day when, when those albums were made. So I've um, taken the liberty of, of having a couple of these on the show today and I'm starting off with Dio's Strange Highways mm-hmm. and if you're watching YouTube you can see me holding up this beautiful copy and now this is a reprint of this album uh, remastered and, and released in the first one original was released in 1993 and this one came out last year I think yeah 2021 so, and why am I happy holding this in my hands and not the original one? Well, I don't own the original one because I couldn't get it. And every time I tried, uh, let me see, I'm going to check my notes. It's up for like $350, $350, Jeez. which is like 3,500 Swedish crowns, which is fucking nuts. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. And now you can get this reprint, um, remastered version for like $30, $35, something like that. Which I think it's, it's, it's the way to go. I, I, of course, if I, I were to run across, uh, an original from 93 for a decent amount of money, I will grab it, of course. But for me, I, I just want to own and listen to the music because th- that's me. The only 
band that I really collect, it's Kiss. So I need the originals there. But I'm listening to, of course, I'll listen to to uh, most of of the of the Kiss records that I got in my collection. So I'm I'm not just hoarding. I'm I'm actually listening to them. And this is what I do with with Dio. So now, this now let is, me interrupt you real quick. So yes. let's say you found this in a dollar bin, mm-hmm. and it was in a fair condition, maybe a little less than fair condition. Mm-hmm. You mean the original? the original? The original. The original. Would okay. You, would you get it? Of course. In the dollar. What if bin? it was in Probably poor not. condition? I, I would get it. Okay, so it wouldn't matter the condition. No, no. You'd still get it. I still get it okay. because I, I, I. It's for me. It's owning a copy of history. It's not just about the music. It's for me. It's a piece of history. It when you grab an an album that that same year or uh, yeah, well, the same year or same date it, the uh, the music came out, you get it at as it was intended to be. If you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I'm just happy that this is a remaster, The Strange Highways, so I can get it and I can listen to to all the great music that's on here. But uh, it wasn't intended to be like this at all from from the get go, because it was released in 1993, and and the technology was different, and remastering was different, and so forth. Not necessarily better. But it was intended like this. Ronnie James Dio was still alive, still in in control of his music, sitting there with the producer and the mastering engineers and and telling them how he wanted the sound to be, to be projected onto the vinyl record and, and for the people to enjoy back in 1993. So absolutely, I would get a copy even if it was... In, in poor condition i wouldn't pay a lot of money for it but to own a piece of history so that's why i'm doing this there you go so there i go that was strange highways with dio and i have to show you another one this is uh john norum's uh face the truth he's the guitar player of the swedish band called europe europe the band and you wouldn't think much about this one. It was released in 1992. And you're thinking to yourself, so why is this so special? Uh, it goes for the original copy goes for like uh, $200, to fifty, uh, which is like 2,000 Swedish crowns. Wow. And so why is that? Well, I... I Dig some, did some digging and, and found out that it mainly is because it was so close at hand to him leaving and becoming a solo artist. And on this particular album, Joey Tempest from Europe is um, doing a song with, with John because people thought that he was leaving Europe because he was mad at the rest of the, of the group. Which wasn't the case at all. He mm. he just thought it it was way too much with uh, playback shows in 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 America and South America and so forth, and and the the music became too popish for him. He he is a blues rock guitar player. So um, 
So that's why. So this is a, um, also a reprint uh, that I bought, which is really cool. Um, it's a blue marble, I think, or just a blue. Yeah, blue marble. I'm holding it up for people who are watching on YouTube. This is a beautiful piece of art here. So yeah, I'm happy. Crazy. It is. It is crazy. So, and uh, speaking of um, stuff that it's uh, it's not the most common music out there, but still, uh, and I think that's why it's so freaking expensive. This is Swedish death metal band called Entombed. And this is uh, um, a latter one. It, it was released in 2000 and, oh, 2001. Uh, and the first album came out in 1991. So, and this is a shocker for you right here. The original goes for $850. Jesus. Between eight hundred and fifty and a thousand dollars for an original copy of Entombed's Morning Star, and they began to make reprints and and remasters of their albums that is so hard to get for a um, a decent price. Damn. So, I'm I'm happy about this. What do you think about bands like Dio and so forth releasing? their most precious albums that that you can't get a hold of because they were released in a uh, limited edition back in the day. Do you think it's a good good thing or or should we keep it to the originals? Well, I think that, you know, with prices like this, like who the fuck can afford 850 bucks, right? But yeah, if yeah, you I can know. get it for 30, 20, 30, mm -hmm. whatever, I think that's a good thing because ultimately it's about the music. It is. Right. And if you can get it, then that's the most important thing. It shouldn't yeah. be reserved to just those that are rich that can that can afford these originals. Now, mm. if you can get your hands on the originals, then I don't think it doesn't appear that these uh re-releases, reprints affect the price of the original. So those still have and retain their value. So that that's a good thing. That's still yeah. a good thing. So it's not really hurting anybody. And in fact, it's allowing more people to own the music and enjoy the music. So I, mm. I'm all for it. I, I think so too. And, and this goes, it, it's, it's funny because we, we talked about this and, and, and um, we want people to, to send in DMs or, or, or record a voice mail. And I was talking to a, uh, a guy that that um, uh, we hooked up newly on 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 Instagram, and he he uh, he told me he he thought my my uh, Instagram page was uh, totally fabulous with with all the uh, the albums, and and he he sent me a note and said, "Dude, you got some serious collecting issues," and with a <laughs> smile, of course, because. He he was just starting out. He he's been he I think he's a young dude because he he he's only been in the vinyl collecting business for like ten years or something like that. And uh, he asked me actually, uh, which is is uh, connected to this. So do you listen to 
all of your albums or do you just collect them uh, as a, as a piece of art that, that you're showing up, showing off and, and, and so forth. And that's the first time I've ever heard. I, I get that young people think that, well, I think it's okay nowadays if you want to buy a piece of, of art and you call it a vinyl record. I have no problem with this. I, I, I got a little, um, how do you say it? Not afraid, but, but I was baffled about people buying vinyl records just to put them up on a shelf and showing them off. Cause I thought that this was like something you do to say, Oh, I own a vinyl record. I, am I not the coolest ever? And I thought, well, that's kind of weird. But then I get, because I talked to my daughter about this, and she has made one of the shelves where she puts up vinyl records for display in her room. And <clears throat> she said, "I'm. it's beautiful artwork. And um, having paintings on the wall doesn't apply to me at all because I, I, I don't want that. I, I want this because these are artists that I listen to on a daily basis. Not necessarily on vinyl records, but I bought them <clears throat> to support the band or artist and I keep them on my wall just to look at them and and to get all the pieces of, of merchandise and, and, and posters and whatnot in there. So mm -hmm. I'm getting where John is coming from, from the UK with, with his question. And yes, I do listen to all of my albums. It It's, it's going to take me a while, but <laughs> during a year, I listen to at least, I would say I, I did, um, I, I calculated uh, this uh, uh, to good uh, broad strokes. Eighty percent of my vinyl collection I listen to uh, all year round on a daily basis, and I keep Very track. Good. Also, I keep track because it's original for me to listen to to vinyl records. Still, it takes me back when I was a kid when there was no social media, and there was no connection to 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 the other word if you know what i mean you you couldn't um we couldn't be able to do this you and i when mm -hmm. when we were growing up because it, it didn't exist we have to pick up right. a, a landline phone and, and call one another so it's uh yes i listen to all my vinyl records uh on a on a yeah yearly basis is that a, the correct term i don't know but I go through them, give them some love. In there you there. go. So there I go. Awesome. That's it. <laughs> That's it. All right. I want to talk about a band that I meant to talk about last week, but we just mm -hmm. ran out of time and, and just didn't make it happen. Yeah. And I'm about to uh, shock everybody right now because I, I kind of accidentally stumbled upon this band. It, they're called The Warning. Mm-hmm. And I thought maybe they were a Queensryche cover band at first, right? Oh. But no, they're not. It's three sisters from Mexico or Argentina. I'm not sure. Um, I've seen them 
labeled it as, as from both countries. So I'm not exactly sure, mm -hmm. but, um, there was this live concert in San Francisco. I think it was. And these girls have some fucking talent. Let me tell you, it was, <laughs> I, I popped this on and at first I'm like, okay, this isn't my thing. And I think anybody that listens to this show is probably going to think the same thing. It's not your thing, but they, they've got some heavy riffs. They've got a lot of bluesy, uh, bass going on. It, it's, it's, and all the girls sing in the band. And they all have great voices at first because I was watching the lead singer and then I heard vocals and I'm like, her mouth's not moving. And then I realized <laughs> it was the drummer that was singing. I'm like, what the fuck's <laughs> going on here? But yeah. So, and, and so this guy recorded the, their entire concert and, and put it up on YouTube and it's like an hour, a little over an hour long. And it was just great musicianship. I don't like a, all of the songs. Some of them are a little, on the poppy side for me, but they do have some heavy stuff. And, uh, so I, I'd, I'd encourage everybody to go listen to their latest album. It's called, um, what's it called? The error, I think. And, uh, some of my favorite songs on that record are called disciple money evolve a song called Z just the single letter Z. And that one actually reminds me of some of the, uh, more recent metal church. Oh, cool. which is, it's not heavy like metal church, but it's, um, the melody and, and the way it's sung is kind of reminds me of, of some more recent metal church, um, and Kool-Aid kids, uh, is, is a kind of a, a fun song. And then off their, uh, queen of the murder scene record, which I think is their second record. You got to give dust to dust a listen. So again, it's not the typical stuff. Don't think it's like priest or real heavy, heavy stuff. It's more rock and roll. Got a little bit of blues, a little bit of pop. So if you're not into that, skip those songs. But I think this band deserves a listen. They are signed to a major label. Otherwise I try to get them on the show, but um, yeah, good stuff. Cool. Have to check them out. The warning. The nice. warning. Nice. Okay, <clears throat> so uh, talking about um, stuff like um, rock and roll bands and 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 writing music and and performing, and you put your heart into doing this. Uh, me as a, as a lyric writer myself, songwriter t to a certain point, but. To get question, if if you're one of those major artists that that released like timeless classics, and all of a sudden, some I don't know what you call it, goofball or whatever to 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 say it mildly, uh, some fucked up. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where, where I'm going with this. But the 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 thing is, there is a rumor going around. I think it was Rolling Stone magazine who started the rumor. I, I'm not sure on 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 um, on where it came from. But uh, Brian Johnson, 
of ACDC had to go out and he felt forced to to uh, say something about this because there's the rumor that Bon Scott, the late great Bon Scott, original uh, vocalist of, of uh, the Australian rocker ACDC, had in fact written the song Backing Black, which ended up in, in Brian Johnson's debut album for, for ACDC when he became the singer in 1980. And he felt forced or threatened or whatnot to have to go out and and talk about this, which I think it's, I mean, he, he rode a storm out, but but in 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 the end he had to say something about it, and it's uh, I w- I will quote him, uh, and he says it was uh, me at the end of the pen writing every night and every morning with only the title to work with. So it was Brian Johnson who who did backing black. I mean. Who come up with stuff like this? I mean, really? Is this what it has to come to? People are You start a rumor. I mean, you and I both know that they were in the Bahamas. It it was raining. He he wrote Hell's Bells because the the weather was totally fucked up with with storms and and whatnot. And they were were cooped together, the whole band and, and... um, there was still, I guess, there were still mourning their 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 friend Bon Scott, and and there's this new guy who who, who thinks, wow, I got the opportunity of a lifetime. I'm I'm gonna go all in, and they released Backing Black with Johnson writing almost all the lyrics to that album, and to be doubted. I mean, this. I mean, what is it like? 30 40 40 years ago i it's fucked up i mean to start that rumor who does that i mean have you heard the rumor yeah i i heard it and i quickly dismissed it because oh I, me I, too you know you 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 hear the stories about brian johnson writing some of the songs on that record and the the idea that I mean, the song is called Back in Black, and I guess it could have different <clears throat> meanings, I suppose. But obviously, the meaning of that record was, hey, we're back in mourning, you know, after Bon Scott, we got this new guy. I mean, it's just the, the idea that they paint Brian Johnson in, in a bad light, like he's trying to steal anything from Bon Scott, I think is ridiculous. And I, I, I would have thought... To at the time, if Brian Johnson was trying to steal anything, the rest of the band would have said, "Hey, fuck you! You're not doing that." Now you're out of the band. Yeah, I mean, I yes. just I don't I don't think there's any truth to it at all. I, I think no. it's a bunch of crap. Yeah, and we I can mean, we just enjoy <clears throat> this this fucking epic album without yeah. questioning anything on it. it? It it's an iconic record. Everybody loves it. Let's just leave that record be as is. And let's just fucking headbang to it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I I think so too. Um, I mean, to be able as a as a band release like two epic records. I mean, I I, I think it was like a year 
little more than a year between Highway to Hell and Backing Black. And to be able to do that, I mean, two albums that stands the test of times, they're timeless, epic, with two different singers. Just leave it at that. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, there there's people that that think that that Brian shouldn't be in ECDC and and whatnot, but well, go listen to something else. Who cares? I mean, I mean, leave Brian Johnson alone for crying out loud. I mean, he, he's an epic singer, for, and Back in Black, like you said, it's it's an epic album, and and just leave with the leave it at that and and listen to the music. It's 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 so fucking um, unbelievably it's good. So it's great. It's, it's, it's great. amazing. Yeah, it is. It is. Yes. So what else is new? Well, you know, last week you had brought up how Motley Crue was uh, one of the bands that are headlining uh, Sweden Rock Festival mm-hmm. yeah. next year, and yes. uh, that uh, you know we talked about Motley Crue and should they give it up or not and, mm-hmm. and that whole discussion. Yeah. Well, Nick Mars decided to give it up. <clears throat> he's yeah. hanging out. He's not he's not touring anymore. He decided to retire from that due to his his long standing illness. I'm actually surprised he, he lasted this long. Yeah, this, me too. I, I don't I can't remember the exact name of his illness, nor could I pronounce it if if I could. Um but it just sounds like the most painful thing in the world where your back vertebrae kind of fuse together. That just doesn't yeah. sound like anything I'd want to go through or yeah, horrible. go on tour and yeah. pop up on a stage and play for an hour. Hmm. But um, replacing him is John five. Oh yeah. What do you think? Good choice. <clears throat> bad choice. No, oh, um, I think it's, it's, uh, it's the right choice. Uh, I mean, he's. It's funny <clears throat> because John has um, he has an Instagram account called Nights. In not not night as as dark or as night as the uh, night in shining armor, if you know what right. I mean. Nights in Satan's service. Kiss. Yes, where he shows off his incredible collection of kiss memorabilia and it's from like the the start in 1974 and up till uh the, i think it's 1983 or something like that he stops at some uh, at a certain point i think it's creatures of the night it's only the makeup era and my god at instagram account all the stuff that you want in your own collection, me pointing at me, <clears throat> it's in there. It's it's fucking crazy. There is stuff in there that I haven't, I haven't even seen before. I've heard wow. rumors, but but it he's um, I don't know where he he gets all the stuff, but it's in there. And I think it's a he's a good guy. He's a he's a cool dude and a great guitar player. So so why not? Um, I don't I don't I don't care too much about Motley Crue these days. So so for for me it's it's sort of like well yeah okay if you're happy if you're happy and a Motley Crue fan and then I'm happy for you because you get to see your band perform again. Mm-hmm. For me, not so much. I don't care. 
Yeah. I don't care. I think Johnny's a great guitar player and, and he seems to be a cool dude. So, so why not? So there what you do go. you think of him? Eh, take it or leave it. Yeah. <laughs> You're like me. Eh. Eh. It eh. is what it is. It is. It is. You know, you know, it, it, John <clears throat> five. Yeah. Like you said, he's, he's a good guitar player. He's not, he doesn't get on my nerves like Zach wild or some of these guys do that are, you know, that, that think they're, the God's gift to the guitar world, you know? <laughs> so, so it's cool. It's fine. So it's I'm cool. happy for him. Yeah. So what else you got? Oh, um, uh, you know, uh, talking about singers, we're talking about this. Um, there's, uh, I don't know if you heard about him. He's called Bruce Dickinson. Have you heard, ever yeah, heard of him? He's, he's the, he's the guy that, that produced don't fear the reaper. Yes, <laughs> he's the guy. He's the guy right there. Uh, <laughs> uh. Um, Bruce Higginson of Iron Maiden, uh, of course, uh, is the the Bruce we're talking about. Um, he tends to go off sometimes when I mean, there's a uh, at a certain point. W- w- Enough is enough when when you're a, a, a lead singer of of uh, a band, uh, big or small. I, I don't know. Um, I I started thinking about this. If there ever was a time when when I had to do something similar similar to what I'm gonna talk about in just a minute, but I can't think of anything. I mean, people are. Uh, throwing stuff and and behaving badly, but most of the time security is there to to straighten people out or throw them out. I don't know. But this time, uh, Bruce gets off on uh, in I think it's in South America where uh, people are smoking weed, um, and I don't know if they throw stuff or something like that, but it's weed smokers and he had enough so he said i'm amazed that you can even see and it fucks up my voice and steve hates the smell of marijuana so quit doing what you're doing there there's a whole video so i i i only watched a snippet of it but mm. he he tells the audience off there are dope smoking in front of Bruce Dickinson of I Am Maiden. So, what do you think about this? Should a lead singer react like this in front of a whole crowd? Well, you know, honestly, taking the legality and the morality of smoking weed aside for a second. Yeah. um, Smoke can fuck up a voice. Yes. And I feel that he's well within his rights. His voice is his instrument. It's it's how he earns a living. And if somebody's doing something else to harm that, then I feel he's got a right to say something. Yeah. You know. Um that's yeah. I mean, I I think it's it's rude to go like 
we live in in a state where like most of the states here in America have banned smoking in, in a lot of public places. But here in Idaho, I feel like everybody's still in the 70s and everybody's still smoking like chain smokers. We have neighbors on both side sides of us that smoke and we'd be sitting on the porch and we'd get the cigarette smoke and it makes my wife nauseous. Like the smell of that. We grew up like our parents smoked that we'd be like going down in the car windows all rolled up and the smoke and everything. So like, we're, we're kind of over it <laughs> and it makes us sick and it's just horrible. And I think that's rude to go and do to other people. You could say, well, you know, there's alcohols legal. Yeah. But alcohol doesn't affect, like I can sit and drink a, a shot of whiskey on my porch and that's not going to affect anybody else. No. Right. So I feel like, yeah, Bruce is well, well, within his rights to, to oh, yeah. say something and, and, and go off. I, I, just, <clears throat> I, I totally agree. I it's totally not the agree. right place. You're, you're affecting everybody. Yeah. Like if you want to smoke weed in your house, fucking have at it. Yeah. I don't care. No. Right. It's fine by me. Go do what yeah. you want, but keep it out of the public. Yeah. All the, ven- all the venues in, in, in Europe, you have, uh, the, it's no smoking allowed. So, so if you go to a venue in, in, in Germany or you go to a venue in Copenhagen or whatnot, you, you're not going to be able to smoke. So As it should and, be. Yeah. And it's like you say, it's his instrument and he had, he had throat cancer for crying out loud. Yeah. Which yeah. he got rid he of. He doesn't need so, any more problems. No. So I, I get that if this affects him, I mean, it's, it's. It's greasy stuff in the air with with marijuana. So I mean, it has to affect him even more than a original cigarette, I think, because it, I don't know if you're a secondhand smoker and if it gets stuck. But but it's it's well in his rights to say, "Fuck you." I think you should be out of here. So I agree with Bruce. 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 <laughs> Well, there, there you go. You go. And, and I've got also have some, some maiden news here. Oh. So, you know, you, you hear a lot of bands that are like uh, canceling their tour saying, you know, with diesel prices, what they, where they are, it's, it's too expensive to tour and this and that, and people yeah. aren't showing up for the shows. Some bands are saying, however, mm-hmm. Iron Maiden just thanked all the fans because on the Legacy of the Beast tour, they sold over 3 million tickets. Oh, man. 3 million tickets. So million people tickets. are going to shows. They are. Damn. 3 yeah. million tickets. That's something million. else. <laughs> well, I went to see the show and I enjoyed it. Fucking hell. I mean, they still can play. I mean, um, I mean to be able to... Talking about Bruce again, to be able to <clears throat> defeat your throat cancer and be like 60, something, 61, 2, 3 or something like that, and still be able to run around like a maniac on stage, singing your heart out and, and be able to do it like that. I mean, you have to to tip your hat to, to a guy mm-hmm. like that. I mean, uh, say what you will about the new music that they released, people tend to some people tend to hate it some people tend to love it i i'm i'm the latter one i i I really dig it but but to be to be able to see a maiden show you still get your money's worth 
you get mm-hmm. like two hours of entertainment from from like six guys that are there from from like the first note to the last and giving it uh 110 percent uh which i think it's it's pretty cool so hats mm-hmm. off to maiden and 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 good for them three million mm-hmm. tickets fucking hell yeah Jeez. that's a lot of money too man that's a lot of money what, what is that that's like 300 million dollars of 100 bucks a ticket that's oh shit that's a lot of dough but i mean there's still cost to touring so that's not all yeah. profit but yeah still 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 it is there you go but yeah there we go there you go well that's you got it. anything else in the news no <clears throat> i think that's it oh yeah i uh actually i'm looking at my notes here I, I don't know if you ever heard of them, the Hollywood Hollywood vampires. Do you know about them? Everybody in Hollywood is a vampire. They will suck you dry if they get the chance. <laughs> but if you're referring to a band, no, I've never heard of them. Never heard of them. Okay. Uh, it's a band uh, that is consisting. Uh, it's, it's a super group uh, with... Alice Cooper on vocals, Joe Perry of Aerosmith on guitar, Johnny Depp on guitar. Uh, you got the what else? Tommy Hendrickson from from Alice Cooper band uh, on on guitar. You got Glenn Sobel also from from um, uh, the Alice Cooper band, and you got uh, Chris Weiss on on bass guitar. He played with the Cult, I think. So now, now it, that you're, you're you say this, yes, yes, I have heard of of these guys. Yes, yeah. I so I, I take it back. That's yeah. yeah. I, for, I kind of forgot about these guys, but yeah, yeah. So not not a fan. No. Um. To be honest, I don't think I've ever heard any of the music. Yeah, they they started out doing covers, cover songs, because it was supposed to be a just a fun project where they got together and and just jammed. Because they they like one another, so and and it started out just like that, and then they released an album, and they people were asking them to start touring, and they did, and then they released a a, a, a second one, second album, and there is uh, some original songs on there too. Uh, it's quite good, actually. Yeah, I'll have to check it, it out. Yeah. It's uh, you're not gonna be like blown away. It's it's not gonna be something that oh never heard this one before. It's you're gonna hear Aerosmith, you're gonna hear Alice Cooper, you're gonna hear all right. all the stuff in there. So it's 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 just fun. Huh? Yeah, it's traditional yeah. rock and roll. So yeah, <clears throat> okay. Johnny Depp sings uh, David Bowie's Heroes, which, which oh. I thought was damn. Do can sing too, so uh, <laughs> I know. don't you hate these motherfuckers? They can yeah. they can act, they can sing, they can play twenty different instruments. Yeah, like Dave Grohl, man. Like, dude, yeah. is there anything that you paint too? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> you do sculptures? You know, whatever. Ah, oh, that's so fucked up. Fuck well, you. well, that's it. So that's they it. weren't going on tour uh, next year, uh, doing a European tour. So um, not gonna be playing my neck of the woods, but I don't know. Maybe I, if I'm in Germany, I will go see them. But it's it's uh, in, it's an entertaining group. So, 
Yeah. I don't know if they'll come to I, – I don't get anybody in my neck of the woods. That's why no. I didn't see Maiden this time around because I'd have to go to Salt Lake, and that's like a four-hour ride. I'd have to get a hotel plus the cost of tickets. It's, yeah. it's going to cost me like 800 bucks to go see Maiden. Mm. You only get the chain smokers. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, mm. oh, oh no. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. No. But yeah, I mean, well, it, it'd be cool if they came up. We, we get some stuff here. We, we've got a, a Indian reservation and casino down oh. the road here. And we get some stuff, usually like, you know, Motley Crue or somebody yeah. like that will play. At the reservation? Uh, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. So um, maybe they'll maybe they'll come over there or go cool. check them out. The Native Americans are more rock and roll than the, I don't know whatever you people call yourself but it's i'll go i'll go with them i'll go with them yeah, <laughs> yeah. they yeah they've uh well to, to give you a hint of what we get i i think um if you're uh familiar with some of the 80s i don't even know pop or whatever you'd call that like richard marks is playing oh. i think or just played there's billboards all over the place. So oh, that's the nice. kind of caliber we get. So oh. it's usually, you know, like nobodies or <laughs> I think <laughs> Alice Cooper did come play in Idaho Falls at one point a few cool. years ago. But so it's not out of the question. Hopefully. That'd be cool. Hopefully. Yeah. So all right. <clears throat> should, so, should we yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, I, I'm thinking that should we leave the, the people with uh, a teaser of what's coming up? Should, should, you know should what? we just mention it? Yeah, you, you, you and I are on the same wavelength because I was going to oh. say the exact same thing. Cool. Then, so, then I, I think you're going to ride with it. Go ahead. You, you, <laughs> you take the lead on this one. So, so next week. Oh, yeah. Next week is very, very special. It's a very special episode. Mm-hmm. Because we've hit a huge milestone. Next week will be episode 100. Ooh. 100 episodes. Damn. And uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to have all kinds of fun stuff. We're going to have some, some music. Oh, we're yeah. going to have some guests. We're going to have yeah. some whiskey. Yeah. We're going to have some track by track description of the black album. No. Yeah. 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 I'm going to, I'm going to listen to the black album in my headphones and I'm going to sing along while at the same time, review it, give a play by play (laughs) and review. There we go. So you can look forward. (laughs) That's a, that's a, that's a completely different show. Altogether, we should do a special about that. That's a bonus episode right there. <laughs> Phil listening to the Black Album when oh, Peter Salmon, fuck, what the fuck is going on here? They can't play anymore. Damn, that's the worst thing I've ever heard. It's gonna be so oh. much fun. Well, uh, tune in because it's gonna be an epic show. Uh, like Phil said, we're gonna have uh, a lot of music. Uh, a lot of cool things, uh, reminiscing, and uh, well, talking about a lot about vinyl records, of course, and mm-hmm. and whatnot. It's gonna be a big surprise, but the hundredth episode 
coming up next week on Sons on Vinyl podcast. Fucking hell. Fucking hell. And if you want to be a part of it or you want to be a part of the show, hook us up. Uh, go to sonsonvinyl.com and you get all the info. And don't forget to uh, subscribe and check out the Instagram account at Sons on Vinyl. And we're on Facebook too. So, and that's yes, it. That's all oh, I yeah. got. I will. I'm going to take it one step further. What you said, if you wanted to be part of the show, we've set mm-hmm. up with, we partnered with speak pipe oh. where, and so go to sounds slash fan dash feedback. And you can record a 90 second voicemail to us. You can tell us what you like about the show. You could tell us what you don't like about the show, your favorite episode and why it was your favorite episode and you know maybe it'll make the show cool and if so. you're like me you don't remember shit when 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 people tell you to go to www is there a there link will, you could there'll be a link on? in the description oh cool wherever right. you listen podcast wherever players you... youtube boozehound tv wherever cool click on the Sounds link on vinyl.com it'll all be there all right Well, until next time. Yeah. Yeah. Later. Later. This has been the Sounds on Vinyl Show with Mike Spenson and Phil Boyer. Produced by Boozehound Entertainment in cooperation with Boozehound Music. Intro and outro music by Dead Anarchy, courtesy of Shop Glass Records. For exclusive playlists, videos, and other extras, visit soundsonvinyl.com. Thanks for listening. And for all your motherfuckers fucking support.